0: It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tee Hive, Alverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Creggins. Streaming at Lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ The Fan. We're streaming at the Lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. And also available now at Podcast One. Chris Foley, uh, on location at the, the golf course today with all kinds of things going on. Uh, Chris, you've got all kinds of events this week, and uh, today there was just no way to get away from the golf course, as is often the case in your life. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was. Uh, we we've got a great week going, busy week, especially with junior golf wise, and we've got uh, we just wrapped up our junior club championship. Um, which was a nice event for our development one and development two players and and then we had a uh, we had a hurricane junior event here earlier in the week, which is a national junior tour and had some real high level of play from that and then we've got uh, the third or second day going on of the state p j junior match play championship and uh, so they're down to eight boys and four girls after this morning's matches and so all kinds of good stuff going on out here.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, kids coming from far and wide for that event, I suppose, huh?
2: Yeah, you know the the hurricane event we had, kind uh, of kids from all over the, the Upper Midwest. Nice, and uh, as far away as uh, Chicago and Des Moines, and uh, a lot of kids from Minnesota. And then uh, the the PJ Junior event is is really for kids primarily from from Minnesota, but we do have some kids from North and South Dakota as well.
1: On these events, Chris, how how young are the kids that you just think you can't believe it? I mean, are there fourth and fifth graders, or what? What's kind of the age brackets?
2: You know, the youngest that we had uh, th- this week in that hurricane event were uh, were twelve and thirteen year olds. Uh, so it was kind of twelve years old through eighteen, and uh, they had some graduating seniors. And then in the, this match play event that's going on, uh, it's the top juniors in the state. And uh, those kids are primarily 16, 17, and 18, but there are there is one young man uh, who's only uh, 14 years old who's, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's one of the top junior players in the state. Uh, Tim Heron's son, Carson, is also playing and uh, won his first two matches. I haven't heard how he did this morning in his match.
1: Okay, fun, yeah. Tim up watching his son.
2: He is—he's playing in Reno this week, so which is nice. He got into, you know, Tim kind of just has limited status on the tour at the moment, yeah. But was able to—he got in this week on uh, kind of his past champion status. So he's out in Reno playing in the uh, Reno Tahoe Open this week.
1: Boy, on tour this last weekend, uh, the world's number one player is Dustin Johnson, and he sure played like it at the Canadian Open. Wow.
2: He, uh, yeah, he he played outstanding. You know, his third event, her third win of the year. Uh, first player since Tyre Woods to win three times in three consecutive years, which is quite an accomplishment. Um, and his 19th career win, uh, pretty yeah.
1: impressive. He's moving up with uh, into some pretty impressive company of guys who played a lot longer than the age he is uh, at yeah. 19 wins. So he's he's racking them up pretty quick.
2: Yeah, very much so. I and mean, A popular win up there in Canada where uh, his future father-in-law is Wayne Gretzky. So it was, uh, that was kind of neat
1: to see. Right, yeah, Wayne could be elected king of Canada anytime he wants to. So yeah, uh, I guess no it would be doubt. Prince Dustin maybe in that case. But, uh, yeah. boy, he was mashing some drives and hitting them down the middle like he does. And uh, uh, it just seems, you know, he's hitting drivers and wedges on par fives. And, uh, of course, he has eagle putts. You just think... Uh, and uh i, I think he's a uh, you know with the trackman chris that you're involved with uh dustin just totally bought into trackman really changed his game when he got those wedges dialed in
2: yeah it's really it's been the the, the difference maker for dustin is, is that his wedge play and you you got to understand he he his pitching wedge is 150 yards so it's it's a little different ball game than than what we are, what we're used to playing but you know, his he's really dialed in his wedge play, and the only I heard an interview with his, his coach Claude Harmon, the third, and uh, Claude was saying basically Dustin, he works as hard as anybody in golf, but you know he basically his practice, his range time is spent hitting driver and then hitting wedges, and he's really utilized TrackMan to dial in those wedges, and he you know he has such because of that he's he has such a great feel for. Yeah, just being able to hit the distances that he needs to.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have to hit any other clubs unless he gets under a tree or something. No, (laughs) then he could bump a driver back out in the fairway.
2: You know, (laughs) he's not missing many fairways. This this week he averaged 322 yards off the tee. Hit 71 percent of the fairways, which is impressive, and then he hits 89 percent of the greens. Right. So you know. You get a guy like that, he's that's going to be hard to beat if you putt even a little above average. He actually a strokes game putting, and he lost half a shot to the field in putting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were quite a few guys tearing it up. I mean, it was one of those deals where you, you finished 19-under, and you basically had no chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, We've got some special guests. We've got Bill Sinclair. He's the assistant uh, superintendent at Torrey Pines. Bill's going to be joining us, and uh, uh, that'll be fun. Uh, And then uh, Bob Torkelson and John Thielen from the Legacy Men's League will join us for a fun segment as well about the the competitiveness and the fun of Men's League at uh, Cragen. So that'll be fun. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods & Irons, 1380 KLIZ, the fan streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also now on uh, iTunes and uh, Podcast One as well. So you guys are going to be everywhere, so get ready. Chris Foley with us as well. Chris on location at the golf course, an incredibly busy week for you, Chris. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, what you're doing doing today and then we'll get into this segment.
2: Well, we just wrapped up our uh, junior club championship today and uh just just handed out the awards and got back to my office here to uh, for the show and we we had a great day with the juniors. It's uh the end of our development 1 program for the summer and uh, our development 2 program has uh has four more weeks to it, but uh the the kids in development 1 and kind of the, the end of the summer kind of highlight i hate to say that end of the summer but uh right it's, uh, not you know, yet it
1: was, no it was a good
2: day <laughs> and just uh we've got a lot of go- a lot going on out here especially junior wise we had a hurricane junior event this week that we had some of uh our local kids played in which was a kind of a national junior event and had some nice showing there and then we've got uh we've got the pga junior match play going on right now and uh down to the final uh, Final eight players after uh, after this morning's matches. So all kinds of stuff
1: going on out here. Yeah, no kidding. I know we're taking your time, and you said it's only Torkelson and Thielen, but I said no, you got to come on, Chris. <laughs> That's
3: right. <laughs> we needed you as
1: a referee. Really? <laughs> we got a couple teammates from the men's league here, uh, uh, Bob uh, Torkelson and uh, John Thielen. Guys, uh, what team do you play for in the in the Legacy Men's League?
3: Well, uh, we play for Team Thielen, Heating and Roofing, and uh, You know, just it's been doing it for, what, seven, eight years now or so? Seems like like more, but uh, yeah, I think
4: you're right. (laughs) And one of these years, John
3: swears he's going
4: to get his shirts.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: As soon as we win the thing, I'll get him shirts. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: And the insults can only go so far with John because it's called Team Thielen, so... Uh, Dork, uh John, give us a little Thielen commercial quick.
3: Uh Thielen heating, we've been around for about fifty five years. Uh do a lot of furnaces, air conditioners, uh commercial roofing, uh service work. Um, you know, you can call for a free estimate anytime and get out there and get you some numbers.
1: How about you, Bob? Where are you working these days? I'm
4: over uh, insurance agent <laughs> over at Baxter Insurance Group, just down the street here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right around the corner. So you have an easy time finding it. Yep.
4: <laughs> yeah. other than the road construction
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's a great men's league out at uh, the legacy a lot of times the fun happens uh after the round in the in the clubhouse after and these guys are uh competitive chris maybe more so among themselves than they are with the teams they play uh, uh randy's one of their teammates as well and uh, randy moore's and uh, uh a lot of times he and john are sitting together or he and bob after and uh Uh, these guys talk about the competitiveness among your own team guys
3: well there's always one guy gloating and one guy kind of in a little pain at the end of the day and uh the guys who are gloating are trying to rub as much salt and get as much you know grief into that guy as possible
4: it definitely gets ugly at times but but i don't think anybody has more fun golfing than than we do i don't know what it is with the insults yeah it gets pretty salty
3: at times but uh yeah, it's it's a, it's a great time to be out there and with the guys. And and uh, the competitiveness just adds another dimension to it. Because from our team's perspective, we're, we've never really been in the top part of the bracket ever, I don't think. No. And uh, it's all handicaps so you'd think would average out over time, and you could maybe get up there once in a while. But we seem to always be towards that middle to bottom area. And I don't know if it's your fault, Bob, but um, you could <laughs> expound on that a little bit. <laughs>
4: I can only carry the team so far, John, you know that. <laughs> like about a quarter of an inch.
3: <laughs> you can you see with. Matt, th- I, I, go ahead, Chris.
2: In the winter, I'm privileged to have a front row seat to their uh, to our winter golf league when these guys play,
1: <laughs> and
2: uh, we can really charge admission to that because <laughs> it's uh, the entertainment value among uh, the bickering of these guys is is so high that. Uh, uh, we could charge it. We could charge admission, or we could make a reality TV show out of <laughs> it. I
3: agree. Yeah, we ought to be able to pay for a cheeseburger with that money.
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: Reality TV, though, then the couples always break up on reality TV shows, and we don't want that, so we can't put well, it on TV.
3: It, it kind of happens on a
2: weekly basis with these guys, and then they make up by the next
1: week. I
3: think. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as it's done, we're looking forward to the next week always. It's like you know, yeah, you got you know some salt rubbed in, or you got to rub some salt, but it's always yeah. like I can't wait till next time.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, and the text messages that go back and forth too. Or...
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, text messages, you know, a wonderful thing if you're winning, but it's not so good if you're losing. <laughs>
1: John's not afraid to uh, swap the uh, uh, smack talk on the golf course. Uh, I always say Michael Jordan and Larry Bird got nothing on these guys for uh, for smack talk. They're a great fun team to play as well. But what I get a kick out of a lot is our Shep's team is really fun too. We got a good group of guys. But a lot of times we'll be across the bar having an evening beverage, easing our uh, easing our wounds a little bit. Then uh, uh, one of the guys, maybe they beat us uh, say say thirty to fourteen, a real good butt kicking. And one of the guys is still sad because he lost either John or Bob. So uh, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter if they if they beat us bad. If they don't beat their teammate, they're not happy.
4: No, well, we we probably have the two ugliest golf swings at, at Craig's. Am I lying?
1: Well, yours counts for two. <laughs> <laughs> then you're third, John? Yeah, I'm the
4: third. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be a little deflating to lose to one of us. Yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, when
3: guys look at our swing and, you know, if you, if you halfway compete with them, they just shake their heads. And Chris has tried to help me out as much as he can, but he can only, you know, can do so much with what he has to work with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris, how can you, how can you uh, take that Play-Doh and mel- mel- mold it into a golf swing?
2: Well, J- John's being hard on himself, but he I'll tell you, John in the last couple of years has really gotten a lot better, and it's fun to fun to see him work on his game, and uh, there aren't too many guys that are more passionate about the game than John.
3: Well, I didn't want my wallet to get any lighter, so I had to work at it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of
1: buying dinners, yeah. I'm pretty sure Johnny's beat me a couple times head-to-head, and I don't think I've ever beaten him, so we haven't played yet this year, I don't believe, unless I was off that night, maybe, maybe we did, but...
3: Yeah, I don't think so. Not this year. I mean it's always a good battle though. I mean I mean there's so many guys out there that are fun to play with and against and the rivalries are just it's it's fun it's I, I i look forward to it
4: I think mentally has gotten more fun as the years have gone by when yeah. I first started there was a lot of guys that were really competitive super competitive But now I think it's just a lot more fun than it used to yeah, be. yeah I
3: think in the beginning there was guys that were so concerned about the rules and where you can and can't and whatever And now it's just relaxed a little bit and guys are out there more enjoying mm-hmm. themselves and just having a good time and I mean yeah. the points aren't the you know the they're in the rule if you make them or not i mean i don't need a plastic trophy type thing you know you know but i'd sure want to kick you know bob's you know rear end around a little bit that doesn't bother me
1: <laughs> yeah that is part of the fun of it for sure i think another thing about the men's league it's we it has gotten more fun i agree but also when we all were in the men's league to begin with uh we were kind of middle to young guns and now we're kind of uh older middle to old guns so Maybe get a little more re- <laughs> relaxed Maybe that's it. as you get toward a bigger number on the age bracket. Mellowing with age. <laughs> Chris, how can you help us old guys in their swings?
2: You know what? It's like I always say, you can always get better. There's That's the, that's the great thing about golf is uh, no matter what level you're at, you can get better.
4: I agree. And I I, I need to see you with some uh, equipment changes, too. And and that's really changed the game, too, hasn't it, over the years?
2: Yeah, for sure. It, uh you know golf clubs are just they're they're more forgiving and they're easier to hit and you know if you're playing with something that's uh that's more than five six years old you gotta you gotta take a look at upgrade
3: yeah. if he gets in there for a fitting with you, Chris, could I tweak that after you guys are done? <laughs> <laughs> I swear he does
4: that to my clubs anyway when I'm not looking yeah if just you're not
3: looking, <laughs> I'm doing whatever I can to win. <laughs> My clubs used to yeah. be straight
4: before John yeah. I started playing with
1: John. Well, why does John carry a Phillips screwdriver in his bag? <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Tim Johnson and, uh, and Chuck Kletkowski are uh, always inviting people out to join the league, and as uh, uh, a side game, a lot of times. So if you're kind of if you hear this and you realize how fun the league is and want to come out there, uh, a lot of times you can get in the side game. And uh, give you a flavor of uh, what that league has to offer, but there's a lot of fun guys playing. And this is two of them; they have a blast. Uh, Bob Torkelson and John Thielen, guys. Thanks a million for coming in.
3: Thank you. Thanks, any, any last cool. uh, any last smack Thank talk before we go? Well, we're going out tonight, and uh, if he <laughs> didn't bring the leprechaun, I got half a chance. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Speaking of the course, we're so lucky to have Craig and so close to us. I, I, you know, you mentioned Chuck and and, and Tim. Chris having out there and Tim. I, I mean, it's just second and in the in the grill. We to have two eighteen courses, two eighteen hole courses that nice in our backyard. We're we're pretty lucky to have uh, that. Very
3: fortunate, yes.
1: Yes, we are. Chris, uh, thanks, man, for tagging along out there.
2: Thank you, guys. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks, and also available now at uh, Podcast One. Very special guest in our studios, uh, traveled all the way from uh, San Diego, California, to see us, Chris. (laughs) Actually here on vacation, enjoying the Lakes area. Bill Sinclair, Assistant Superintendent at Torrey Pines, is with us. And Chris Foley is on location with a lot of uh, junior golf activities out at Craigans. Bill, thanks for coming in, man. No problem. It's good to see you again. And uh, Chris, uh, Bill and I actually got to play a little golf yesterday, which is the first time we've played golf together. We might have had a couple beers together over the years, but we would never played any golf.
5: Yeah, it was fun (laughs) time.
1: We played uh, the Classic, and uh, he and Scott Hoffman are, are friends, and I know... You've got a great relationship with Scott too, Chris. Uh, one of the uh, just a, a great uh, superintendent himself and uh, Bill. I thought uh, Chris is always interested in the golf and the uh, whole background. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about the superintendent's job, uh, maybe the differences that uh, you have in your part of the country, San Diego, California, and uh, what uh, you and Scott and or what Scott and Chris deal with here in Minnesota.
5: Yeah, it's completely different. Uh, I mean, the greens are. Very similar to the North Course at Tory Pines, but that's the end of the similarities. So <laughs> as far as the fairways, the roughs, the tees, it's completely different turf, grass, and different environment altogether. We, we don't have to deal with the snow and the ice you guys have in the winter, so we're all year round, pretty much the same temperature, and um, we have a, probably play a lot more play too. We get at Tory Pines, we we get uh, about a hundred thousand rounds a year. Which is nowhere near what you'd get in any of the courses around here you, you only play for what three four months that's all you get out of your uh, per, your playing time
2: for some per, for some perspective you know a a typical golf course in the in the lakes area like the classic or uh the pines or the legacy uh they will get somewhere between twenty twenty and twenty five thousand rounds a yeah. uh, season so it's a it's a pretty it's a different animal for sure.
1: Bill has mentioned his vacation coming to an end of this next week. He'll, he'll be at work at 4 o'clock on Sunday morning, and there'll be people waiting to get on the course when he gets there. I will not be the first one there.
2: <laughs> Bill, you, you, you guys have another U.S. Open coming up soon, correct?
5: Yes, we do. In 2021, the U.S. Open will be back at Torrey Pines.
2: Yeah. And when when do you start preparing for that? You know, as, From a maintenance standpoint, when will you start... Uh, getting the golf course ready for that how much different is it from daily your
5: daily maintenance practices well it's it's uh, totally different i mean uh, we we have a pga tour event every year and yeah. we close the golf course about 4 or 5 days before the event every year when we play the the farmers insurance open at tory pines to play both the south and north course and the preparations are you know we start preparing probably 5 6 months ahead of time to get the turf ready and close the golf course 4 days out uh, for a U.S. Open, we'll start preparations, full preparations, probably next year. We're going to do a lot of work to the golf course. Um, changing the locations of bunkers, changing the shape of the fairways. There are a lot of things we have to do to make the golf course exactly what they want for the U.S. Open in 21. So next year, for sure, we'll start final preparations. And they close the golf course a month out for a U.S. Open. So it's, you can multiply the preparations about By about 10 for a a u.s open compared to a regular pga tour event
2: and what 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 would some of the differences be between just the the u.s open and the regular tour event the the san diego open what what uh green speeds height of heights of rough and fairway uh what what type of different things do you have to do
5: well they they keep changing their requirements every year the usga it's it's uh a Different organization altogether and working with the PGA. And they're always changing the requirements of what they're looking for. When we had it in 2008, the last time we had the US Open at Torrey, we had five different cuts of rough. Depending on how bad you hit the ball, it just graduate, gradually got worse. Our, our highest cut of rough is five and a half. We had to put stilts on the mowers and we're mowing the grass at five and a half inches. Kikuya grass at five and a half inches is not fun to hit out of. <laughs>
2: I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, you're
5: lucky to find it if you do what wish you hadn't found it.
2: Right. Yeah, kukuya at, at one inch is hard to hit off of much out of much less five inches.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's uh that's a that's a very thick, thick bladed grass. I said you, know, you you look at the we we played golf yesterday, Mike and I and we were I'm looking at the turf and the and the rough. And there's some tough lies, but it's a completely different turf grass than what we deal with at at Tory Pines.
1: Right. What Bill mentioned several times yesterday when we were playing, Chris, is how many trees there are on the golf oh. course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Being from Scotland, he doesn't love the trees. Not my thing. You know, I, I, uh, <laughs>
2: as so, as someone who who is a, who loves links golf, I would uh, I would tend to agree with that. And, um, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of removing trees rather than adding trees to golf courses. Just. A lot of good things happened. Uh, the, hazard should be, the hazard should be on the ground, not in the air.
5: I I agree with you completely. I mean, this game is a hard game. If you, you know, I've played a game a long time, so I'm sure you have as well. And if you want to try and grow this game, you have to, you have to give people a chance. When the yeah. ball's behind a tree, you have no chance. There's
1: nothing you can do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just bump it out. That's what I did all yep. day. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, we both did that all day.
2: <laughs> Bill, we, we we've gotten to see some great golf the last couple of weeks on TV with the with the Open Championship at Carnoustie, and then the yeah. the Senior Open Championship at uh, at the Old Course, St Andrews this this past weekend. Yeah. And you know, if you look at those golf courses, they to the to the viewer on TV, they look just. Baked out and brown, and uh, you know, sometimes don't come off the best on TV, and totally different look than what we're used to here in the states. Um, you know, what Tory Pines? What will it look like for the for the U.S. Open so this year at Shinnecock? It was a similar look to what we saw at the at the Open Championship, brown and baked out, and firm and fast. How will how will Tory Pines uh, look for the U.S. Open?
5: I don't think you'll see it baked out so much. We don't – I mean we have the perfect climate in San Diego for the U.S. Open. In June, it's just about one of the best months you can get for um, for um turf grass growth. So As long as we do our job and prepare the course properly, it should be fine. The greens will be dry. They like very dry, hard, fast greens. I mean the stem will be 14-plus likely for – that's what it was in '08, So I'm sure it will be that if not faster for the 21 U.S. Open. And it's just a matter of getting the getting the moisture content correct and getting it just Mm -hmm. the way you want it. But they they like it hard, firm, fast. It won't be totally green, that's for sure. But even the fairways will be very
2: hard and fast. But you know, with 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 water usage such a big deal, especially in like California, Uh but everywhere, uh, water conservation wouldn't wouldn't that look be better everywhere? Not only in in scotland or on the the coast where it's conducive to that where where we wouldn't need to make it as green and uh as lush and uh it'd probably be better for the golf courses but if, or the golfers yes it would definitely be better for golf in general
5: no you're absolutely right cars. it would be much better for golf in general if we just i mean the torrey pines it's not an issue because we have reclaimed water and it's abundant but um, that's sending the wrong message, really, just to have the courses all green all the time. You want to have them where they're hard and fast. It's easier for the golfers. You're right. I mean, you, you, hit, a, you hit a golf shot. and Some of the older general, like myself, I'm getting old. I can't hit the ball near as far. I'd love to have a 40, 50-yard roll on my ball on the fairway. Uh, makes the golf course much more playable for the average golfer. So it would. I mean, yeah, the green, lush look, I think, is going to be a thing of the past. Where all the golf courses are are going towards conserving water because they have to. I mean, not not everybody gets reclaimed water. Reclaimed water is great that we have it. We're lucky the lane goes by us. If the reclaimed lane didn't go by our golf course, we wouldn't have the availability to to use reclaimed water. Most people don't understand that it's not that they don't want to use reclaimed water; they can't get access to it
1: sure one thing i, I like that uh, bill said chris That's i think is interesting he said as long as long as we do our job uh, over the next couple of years at tory um, that being yesterday he mentioned we were talking about of course tory pines and uh, all the great experiences there but uh, bill then when the usga comes in and your staff has already done their job they're not going to make you don't want them to make as many changes you guys want to make the changes before they get there exactly we We want to provide whatever
5: they want. And as long as we're providing that, they won't really interfere with what we're doing. They'll just say, okay, that's that's exactly what we want. Just keep doing that. And that's how it played out the last time we had the U.S. Open. We did exactly what they wanted, and it played out perfectly the way they wanted it. So they they didn't really ask us to do anything different. That's when they come last minute and ask for changes. That's when things can happen that can give you problems, like what happened at Shinnecock? you make last-minute changes? And... They can, can, they can be disastrous. And it wasn't very,
1: wasn't very good. Course can get away and Course embarrass, get away from embarrass, you. embarrass the best players in the world. Exactly. They don't want that. <laughs>
5: you, do not, you do not want that, no.
1: Chris, you're headed for uh, Scotland again with a group, and we've got uh, maybe a Scottish expert here with us. And uh, <laughs> uh, he mentioned yesterday we were talking about the majors, and last year when we had Bill on, he, he made a joke about uh, British Open being played in England. That's not the British Open, <laughs> that's not the Open Championship. <laughs> So this year, uh, back where it belonged, Bill. Yes,
5: it's back where and, and <laughs> Next year, is going to be in Ireland. That's the first. I don't think it's ever been in Ireland before. Right. So it's uh, very interesting. You okay it's, with that? Hey, better than being in England. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so any advice for, uh, I know you mentioned yesterday, you, you wouldn't necessarily play all the courses that we know because we've, we've seen them on television. You've got some favorites. I know Chris does too because he's been there a lot. But yeah. have you got some that you'd... You'd recommend for Americans to go play? Uh well my my favorite course there is Nairn. I
5: don't know if have you played that one, Chris?
2: I have. Fantastic.
5: That's that's one of my favorite courses in Scotland. I'd I'd really try and stay away from the tourist traps, you know, the St Andrews, the Carnoustis. Uh, you can go play those courses, but there's so many great courses around Scotland you can go play. And it's very inexpensive if you do that. You don't have to, you know, break the bank Probably the the biggest thing you have to pay for when you go around Scotland is the gas in your car. <laughs> Green fees won't be that bad,
2: right? The, you know, the, when you think about golf in Scotland, there are kind of four or five regions yeah. uh, for golf, and um, I I always recommend for people not to you know not to go to a lot of places, but you can base yourself out of one location and play as much great golf as you have time for, but is there one of those regions that's your your favorite? You're kind of near the from the Fife area. Yeah, but uh, do you, any that you place high in higher regards than others?
5: Well, and if, I mean, I, I wouldn't strictly just say to, to links. You know, the Americans come over here to Scotland and they they want to play a links course. There's some really yeah. fun inland courses too. You, you played a Coast called Downfield. You Ever heard of that? I have not. That's in Dundee. It's only about ten miles from Carnoustie. Oh yeah. Yep. And it's an inland course, a tree-line course, and uh, it's one of the they, they play. A, it's a qualifying course. Used to be when they had the Open at Carnoustie, so that's a fun course to play.
2: Any other uh, parkland courses that
5: you like? Uh, my my favorite parkland course is Ladybank. Oh yeah, you played Ladybank. I have. That's a, that's another really really great another qualifying course. When it's in St Andrews, they use Ladybank. That's a parkland course. Yeah. They have a lot yeah, of right. it's, it's not it's not right Gorse right they have there. Andrews
2: from from Edinburgh.
5: Oh, you get you went there from Edinburgh,
2: well, or, from, or from Crail? It's kind of right on the way to, to St Andrews, correct?
5: That's uh, past St Andrews. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's not that far. You can get to all these places if you if you base yourself anywhere in the middle of the Fife region, you can get to any of these golf courses in inside of an hour. It's not right. that far of a drive. Right there's just so much great golf just in that area and yeah. then you go up north and you go to nairn and inverness and some of those places there's some great golf up there
1: get an idea why it's called we're getting an idea why it's called the uh the home, the of, home golf. of golf and uh, there's golf everywhere i mean and everybody plays right everybody plays i don't know if i told you this the last time my
5: my first membership fee as a 10 year old boy at Crail Golfing Society, my dad brought me up to the clubhouse, and I couldn't even see over the bar. And the, stu- the club steward is, a, is usually the person that, that handles the, all the finances of the club. He looked over the bar. You know, what's your name? Bill Sinclair. That, that'll be uh, six pence. That's not even ten cents. <laughs> and that was, my, that was my membership for the entire year. I could play as much golf as I wanted. Yeah, everybody plays golf in Scotland.
2: I'd say that's a pretty good
6: value.
1: Very, very good value. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little more if we travel there together, Chris. Yeah, now it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bill, sure appreciate you coming in. Anything else, Chris?
2: No, I I appreciate you coming in, Bill, and I always look forward
1: to having you. I look forward to seeing you soon. I should mention uh, we played yesterday, and uh, you can can just tell by the swing uh, that Bill's been a very serious golfer in his life, Uh, well, you guys in the golf profession never seem to get to play golf. I know, Chris, you rarely play. Bill, you rarely play. But he mentioned the number 64 to me uh, while we were playing. <laughs> and uh, whenever you say 64 as your best score, you know how to play the game, Chris. That's
2: uh, that's some playing golf right there.
1: <laughs> 20 years ago, Chris. <laughs> All right, Bill, thanks a million for coming in. That is Bill Sinclair. He is the assistant superintendent at Torrey Pines and uh, a great, wonderful guy from Scotland. Glad to have him in town and certainly glad to have him with us on Lakes, Woods & Irons. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods & Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. And streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That's thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the uh, 2019 Buicks and now available on podcast 1 as well you can find us there uh Chris Foley with me on the uh, location this week a very busy week with uh, junior golf and uh, uh just impressive with all the youngsters in town and uh, uh we had of course USA uh, junior golf last week with us on the show Chris and uh, uh you're around a lot of young kids who love this game
2: yeah i'm i'm very, i always say i'm very fortunate to get what i to do what i get to do but uh being able to work with uh with young kids and and you know help them improve their games and some of them you know go on to be real co- good competitive players it's uh it's one of the best things that i get to do so a lot of fun
1: we want to thank our guests uh bill sinclair assistant superintendent at uh tory pines and nice to have bill along again and uh uh, it was kind of my privilege to get to play a few holes with uh, Bill Sinclair and Scott Hoffman yesterday, two uh, great superintendents, so uh, that was kind of fun. And also uh, Bob Torkelson and uh, John Thielen, a couple of fun guys, uh, friends of mine and uh, uh, members of the Mans League at uh, Legacy. And, of course, great to hear just two guys enjoying this great game Uh and they aren't in, as young as they used to be, so they still enjoy the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, we we talk about a lot about the professional game and the game at a high level, but really when it comes right down to it, the game of golf is all about, you know, that fellowship and camaraderie you develop with in things like men's league and playing with your buddies and, uh, you know, that Saturday morning round or that late-night round with your kids. So that's what the game's all about.
1: Yeah, you never really... Uh, get good at the game a few people but most of the time when you start to get good it's because you got a regular game with uh, some guys you like to play with and uh, uh, that's when you really kind of develop I think the love of the game because uh, everybody playing kind of has that same feeling about the game of golf so yeah get a regular group of guys and uh, just get out and and swing it and uh, uh, sometimes go play nine after work not a bad idea we've talked about that Uh, Chris, we were talking uh, about uh, Dustin Johnson and how he just uh, uh, controlled the Canadian Open. His third time he's won there and just loves that golf course, obviously. I wouldn't say it's easy for him, but it lays out pretty good for him the length. It's relatively short par fives for the most part, uh, which uh, plays right into his game since he hits most fairways. But they start to talk about equipment uh, changes, especially talking heads who have been around golf for a long, long time. And uh, you know they start to see these guys like Dustin hitting at uh, 374 or 354 and averaging over 320 for the week, and uh, uh, they start to talk equipment change. And uh, um, I know you have that feeling, Chris. You don't want to hurt the average golfer as far as distance goes.
2: No, you know I, I, a lot of especially golf course architect aficionados are really. Uh, they think the golf ball is going too long, and I, you know, nobody loves the history of the game or golf course architecture more than I do. But you know, for the for the average player, the, the golf ball isn't definitely isn't going too long. It's just you know at that top you know small small percent of the game where it, it length of the golf ball, the equipment, the athleticism of the players has made some golf courses. Not compatible for for championship caliber golf places like Chicago Golf Club, where they had the Women's US Open or the C- Women's Senior US Open Club last week or a couple weeks ago. You know, places like Marion Golf Club, which is one of the great golf clubs in America, with great tests of golf. It's become a little too short to host a US Open now, and um, so there's there's a lot of a lot of debate on if if they should slow the golf ball down. Or Equipment, those type of things. But uh, uh, you sure, don't want to see that for the average player. It, if they do it at the high level of the game, it's one thing. But uh, don't uh, don't hurt the average player, the ladies, kids that are trying to enjoy. Them.
1: Yeah, one of the topics they brought up, I know, Chris, is uh, the size of the golf ball, which I never really uh, thought about. I know they made some uh, changes in golf with the European golf ball years ago and the American-sized golf ball and uh, kind of uh, unilaterally picked one of those golf balls. But uh, the size of the ball, some of the talking heads, I think it was with uh, Chambly and uh, Nabilo perhaps uh, talking about just one of their guests was saying, well, just make the ball a little bit bigger and that will decrease the yardage. So I'd, right. I'd never really thought about that. I guess.
2: Yeah, you know, in the in the in the 1970s and pre 1970, uh, there was a British sized golf ball and then, a, then an American ball, and uh, that British golf ball was was slightly smaller than the American ball, and because of that, it went further. And uh, when it came time for the Open Championship, really the players could play either golf ball, but most of the players switched to the the longer british ball and they changed that rule back in the uh back in the earlier mid-70s and made w- the golf ball one conforming size but you know if, if you made a bigger golf ball it would it would not it wouldn't go as far but there's there, which is a disadvantage for the average player but one advantage there is to the bigger to a bigger golf ball is it's it's a little easier for uh, you know a higher handicap player to get up in the air and the reason is bigger golf ball it has a it has a the center of gravity in the in the ball is higher so you can still hit you know thin shots where you don't quite get underneath the golf ball and get the ball, golf ball higher in there so there is an advantage to that
1: thin shots you've been watching me on the practice range chris <laughs> so yeah that well that's interesting and uh it is i mean i think we just have to reach the conclusion that of course the equipment gets better like everything in in the world gets better i mean uh, the older guys the guys in their 40s on tour even the guys on senior tour if uh phil mickelson or or uh langer haven't haven't lost any distance and one's in his 50s and one's in his late 40s well it's obviously the equipment i mean of course they've lost some uh strength or speed they're in their 50s and 40s it's uh uh, just going to be a fact of life. But the equipment is uh, is something else, no question about it. And I think uh, I think the marketing people in golf, I'm sure, think, hey, do you think our fans, like you've seen them in person many times, Chris, don't love uh, Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson smashing the golf ball? That's what they want to see.
2: Oh, yeah, everybody wants to see. Uh, it's like they say, chicks dig the long ball.
1: <laughs> exactly right, the, yeah. You
2: know, I mean, it's like in baseball, they, they – you know, you want to see home runs in golf. You want to see guys hit it far. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's definitely a, a entertainment value to that, and people enjoy that. You know, and I it, it's interesting. It's easy to go after the golf ball because it, it is longer. Uh, but there there are many factors involved. There, there's the golf ball. You know, the driver is longer because it, it, the the sweet spot is bigger and it has a higher coefficient of restitution, the ball comes off the club face, you know, faster. Uh shafts are better and more consistent. You know, players are more athletic.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh for sure. That's very true.
2: You know, you know, Thirty or forty years ago you didn't have Dustin Johnson and and John Rom and, and Brooks Kepka. Those guys didn't play golf. They they were they were on the football field or the or the basketball court. And uh, and then, then the other thing, what we talked about earlier a little bit is, is things like track man. You know, guys hit it farther because they know how to do it. They create swings that, that are advantageous to hitting it further. Um, you know, it's like on, on the ladies, on the men's tour, it, there's an ad, there's an advantage to hitting up on the golf ball with the driver, having an upward angle of attack. And on the men's tour, because they, they have, you know, extremely high club head speed for the most part. The average angle of attack is is 1.4 degrees downward. Well, on the ladies tour, the average is four degrees up, and the ladies have done that because they need the distance. They want they want more distance on the men's tour. They have high enough club head speed. A lot of them where they don't necessarily need the distance, but because of using things like TrackMan, you you learn how to how to control that swing and manipulate the swing to hit upward
1: on it. So. Sure, yeah. A yeah.
2: lot of factors involved.
1: Yeah, very interesting. That's great, Chris. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us uh, on location uh, this week, Chris. Appreciate it. And thanks to our guests, uh, Bill Sinclair and uh, Bob Torkelson and John Thielen joined us as well for some fun. Yeah, it's been a uh, good show, fun show. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.
0: Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea hive Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Cregan's. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380-K-L-I-Z, The Fan.
6: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher